Hey, it's James from Royal Credit Union's Money Donuts podcast. We're talking about a word that scares a lot of people. It's fraud. This individual, they were bombarding that phone so much that the person got a new phone number. There was a note, a sticky note on the outside of their door saying, what is your new phone number? What? So they hired, the scammer hired someone on Craigslist to place that note there. Listen to Money Donuts on your favorite podcast platform or watch full videos at rcu.org podcast. Are the Minnesota Wild back? Some ups, some downs, and some of my goalie critiques as I and Kirsten take a look at the quarter bark of the season. Plus, I do promise I will wild tend to Jesper Wellstead to be kind when he finally debuts in the NHL. Plus, he answers your questions. All that and more, as always, were created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 4, Episode 152. Get geared up for the hockey season with SodaStick.com. They've got all your favorite player tees from Marc-Andre Fleury to Matt Zuccarello to Ryan Hartman giving you the bird. SodaStick.com has you covered. Not only in just in hockey, though. You got Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Timberwolves, whatever your Minnesota sports team is, SodaStick has you covered with the best gear available. Don't forget to toss down Bardown Beauties at checkout for 15% off at SodaStick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. Copyright 2021. James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Claremont, Kentucky. Hello, everybody. What's up? We're back. Bar Down Beauties. I'm Jesse Pierce. She's Kirsten Kroll. We are recording this actually on a Sunday as to not miss any of the wild action that we have seen over this holiday weekend, minus this upcoming Arizona game. Uh, I will have that preview for you, which you guys already watched because it's actually on Monday. So, you know, basically ignore everything I just said. Kirsten, how are you? How was your Thanksgiving? I am good. Um, I'm filming live from the wild press box. Yes, because no days off commitment to the grind so that's what we're doing my thanksgiving was really good my only complaint is i did not have any cheesy potatoes but you win some you lose some mashed Um, potatoes then no like the baked cheesy potatoes no i know mashed mashed, but that's of of course of course you have to have some kind of potato but true i would prefer a variety see that's interesting i've never considered such things really i'm just very boring i have come to the conclusion that i am an incredibly boring human being which is very sad for me because I like to be crazy. But yeah, I just do one kind of potato. I don't think you're that boring, though, is the thing. I, I, will say, I remember at my graduation party in high school, I wanted a mashed potato bar. And my mom said, no, that's too much work. We're doing pulled pork sandwiches. So. Yeah. We did the same thing. We had like a real pig that we roasted because we're classy like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. It was a whole thing. Yeah. I would probably mm-hmm. cry. I <laughs> I don't eat pork. Oh. Well, should have had that for a graduation party then. Uh, <laughs> oh, it wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> Again, Minnesota had played two games over this past week <clears throat> since we last recorded. You saw a victory. You saw a loss. But things, Kirsten, in my opinion, 
they're getting better. I will say Marc-Andre Fleury did not look better in his first game back against Toronto. We will talk goaltending a little bit more with Jesper Velstead and our, as our guest. Um, and currently right now, Zane McIntyre recalled ahead of this Arizona game because there is an issue with one of the two goaltenders hasn't been declared. But uh, Kirsten, are you confident in the goaltending, confident in this team moving forward? How are you feeling about a quarter away? First off, I love how you said the team's getting better and then straight into the goaltending. <laughs> um, I I just need to call that out for a sec. We're going to point mm-hmm. it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think that they're getting better. I mean, you're not seeing games where they're getting absolutely blown out of the water like we saw right. earlier this season. Um, goaltending, I would, I don't know. I'm not ready to say I'm not that impressed with it yet. I think when Flurry came back, coming off the IR, his first game against Toronto, um, I don't, I wouldn't say that's fair. Cause I, I don't, I mean, maybe you right. do, but I don't, we don't even know, I guess what the reason for being on IR was. Oh, we so know. Maybe, oh, you do know. I don't know. What is it? Yeah. He bonked his head. Oh, so it was like a concussion protocol. He's fine. Oh, that makes sense. Okay. Clearly <laughs> I haven't been following along as closely as you have. Thanks for following <laughs> Jesse Pierce on Twitter. Uh, Jesse underscore Pierce on Twitter. Had those updates. Uh, I'll be better next time. Mm-hmm. Clearly I just need, yeah, I just need to be better. But I mean, first game back after coming off IR, <clears throat> I will be concerned if that is a consistent thing. Like today against Arizona, I would be concerned, but we'll see. We will see. And again, I have been very light on the goaltending, but Friday's game against Toronto, there were just two soft goals. And to be fair, Marc-Andre Fleury admitted to, especially the second goal he allowed, he said that was stupid, wish it didn't happen. Um you know, it, whatever it happens. The curious thing to me is what the goaltending issue will be today. Again, I don't want to delve in too much because you guys are listening to this after the Arizona game happened, but having Zane McIntyre recalled from Iowa was not the move I expected to happen. I expected that we were going to see Marco Rossi get dropped down because no matter what happens, he's going to not play for a fourth straight game. Um, Kirsten, you had some heavy words at our live show and during last week's episode about Marco Rossi. I just want to see the kid play and clearly they don't want to have him up here. What do you do with Marco Rossi right now? I mean, I said, if he was playing the way that he was send him back down to Iowa, it's not that I don't think the kid's talented by any means. I think just with this being his first actual year in the NHL, I think, especially coming off the issues that he did have health wise coming in, he did play in Iowa last season, but still, I think maybe he just needs a little more time. And I mean, sitting up in the press box, not playing is clearly not doing anything to help him. It's stunning his development, if anything, probably wrecking his confidence as well. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Either you play him or you send him to Iowa. But I think at least for the short term, month or two, send him back down to Iowa, depending how he's doing, then send him back up. I mean, it's not like you're getting rid of him altogether, but I think he just maybe needs a little bit of extra time before he gets brought back up into the lineup. But again, also with the wild lines, I don't fully know all that they've been doing um it's it's been very much a shuffling of everything going on so I don't really fully know what their plan is but I I like I said about Rossi it's not that he's bad I just think he needs more time right well and we saw Seattle put Shane Wright back down in the AHL and he scored immediately and again probably got that confidence boost that he needs and I think Marco Rossi absolutely needs to find his confidence again I mean it's not easy to score in the National Hockey League. The nobody is, you know, attesting that. It's very difficult to stay in the National Hockey League. And he's a young kid. And I think Bill Guerin had said that to us last week that he's a kid who's not quite playing a man's game yet. And, you know, it's a man's league. And, and that's fine. He needs that adjustment. But, yeah, make the move. Pull the trigger. And I think right now they're probably trying to line it up 
appropriately with Iowa schedule to make sure he, they can get him to where they are. I believe I was in California this week, um, you know, and just kind of get him down there, but you need to get him down there. It's gotta be just killing the kid to sit in the press box and watch the team. And, and as you said, Kirsten, not that the team's doing exceptionally well by any means. Right. I mean, right now they just have too many bodies adding Ryan Reeves, which we had talked about last week in our emergency podcast, uh, that rudely interrupted our yes for Velstead interview. Um, rude, but Ryan Reeves, Kirsten, what do you think of the addition now that we've had a couple days now that we've seen a game under his belt, uh, two games coming today, he's with Felino and Erickson Eck kind of replacing Jordan Greenway on that tough identity line. What did you make of your first game and what do you make of Ryan Reeves in a Minnesota wild sweater? I say start the Ryan Reeves fan club. I really like the I'm president. I already dibs it. Fine. That's whatever. I'll whatever. Just start the club. That's all I'm saying. Um, I really, really like him. I think, again, I said this to you yesterday when we were leaving the Movember event. Um, Shout out Goons for Good. Awesome. Check them out if you haven't. Um, Fantastic stuff that they're doing. So check them out. But I said to you, even when he arrived on Wednesday and then the little video he posted on the Wilds Instagram, he's like, sup, mini just landed. Can't wait to be like, he just seems happy to be here. His demeanor, his presence. I like I'm not in the locker room. I'm not in the trenches. I'm just an outsider. But it seems like his demeanor has already very positively impacted the team. And I feel like you can just feel a difference. And also it's like poetic justice having him on the same line as Marcus Foligno. I love it. I'm a huge fan. Uh, Yeah. Get the t-shirts made. Let's do it. I really, really like him. I know Ryan Reeves told me that post game that when I asked him about said picture, if you guys haven't seen it, we used it and everybody's been using it because it's hilarious. It's Felino pressed up against the boards about to take a nasty right from Ryan Reeves. Didn't um, he say it's his screensaver? It's his screensaver. He said he doesn't plan to take it down. He's probably going to cancel the printing of the shirts. But so I asked Moose yesterday too. I said, who, in your opinion, who won that fight? And uh, Felino said, well, I didn't go down. He needs to punch harder. I didn't go down. I don't think that means I lose. So I love it. Two very respected players. Go check out my story on Ryan Reeves at wild.com. <laughs> Shameless plug. Uh, but it was a fun story. I mean, he's a really, he's a fun guy and I totally get it. And he's kind of very humbled too, right? Like he had mentioned, he's like, I didn't even really like fighting, but I wanted to play in the NHL. And so that's kind of what I found. But he admitted that he's really proud that he's grown his game to be more than fighting. And that is something that I kind of want to like stress to the fan base. Like, yes, he has the ability to take some of that pressure off Felino when it comes to having to go sit too, right? Because as we discovered last year, Marcus Felino is a guy that's capable of doing more than fighting as well. Nick Delorie had taken that off for him. Ryan Reeves is doing that now this year. Um, you know, but I think he does it in such a way where there's just a natural intimidating factor, not to mention he has this aggressiveness on the forecheck, which is huge. I mean, I think that's very important, especially with that line with Jewel Eriksson and Marcus Felino, who are going to be going against opposition's top line. So it's more than just a move to get somebody that's kind of a goon out there. Cause I don't really think that's Ryan Reeves. He's, you know, his first game uh, with Minnesota was his first game in like a handful. He hadn't been playing in New York, so he still needed to get his feet underneath him. But he had said he's really proud of the way that he changed his game a little bit to not just be that guy who's throwing punches on the ice uh, and, and whatnot. He has a little bit of capability. He also won in the shootout drill at practice the other night, which was hilarious uh scoring on Mark Andre Fleury twice one of his good buddies from Vegas uh and chirping him with his celebrations along the way so much fun but uh I think Ryan Reeves Kirsten you said it a good addition to that locker room and just to kind of 
pick them up a little bit when they were, you know, probably down a little bit because the losses were accumulating quicker than the wins. Definitely. And I mean, don't come for me. I'm not going to quote him right, but he literally had the quote of the year when he talked about being picked up by the wild where he's like, teams don't put me on their roster because of like my skill or something. They do it because of like my swagger or something. (laughs) That's not exactly what he said. So like I said, don't come for me. Yeah. But look the quote up online. I thought it was fantastic. I mean, Nate Schmidt, who doesn't hate me in case anybody was wondering if he did, he doesn't. Uh, Inside joke. Jesse's telling herself that because she needs to keep verbally (laughs) saying it to convince herself. I had Um, some anxiety this summer with Nate. Love Nate Schmidt. Best player. Fantastic guy. Fantastic human. But I chatted with him, too, and he was like, Reese has just got this pizzazz, this jam, you know, in a very Nate Schmidt way of talking about him. But I mean, for a guy like Nate, who has such energy and character to recognize similarity, he's like, you know, I love him. I think he'll fit right in. Uh, you know, it, it should be fun. So excited for Ryan Reeves again. Go check out my story. I don't care about any of the other stories that are out there about Ryan Reeves. Just mine because it's the best. And I liked it. And Jesse would like to keep her job. I'd like to also keep my job. Yep. Maybe increase the amount of jobs that I have by my writing skills and ability. Uh, Kirsten, we had mentioned goons for good. And I just want to give them one more shout out. We were able to go out and judge mullet contest skills competition. Kirsten got to use a timer and show me how to use a timer, which was quite exciting for all of us. I had never felt more important. I genuinely think running the stopwatch was probably the most meaningful thing I had done all week. So <laughs> um, when I was asked to hand it back when we were done with our shift, if you'll call it, I felt like I was without purpose. Yeah, no, that happens. I feel like that often in my life. Um, but no, it was super fun. Again, Goons for Good is an organization that um, helps grow adult hockey because it's from beginners to somewhat experienced players. But in addition to that, the players' fees go toward a different foundation. They've got nine different tournaments. Uh, this most recent one, they were playing at Ritter and Mariucci, which was very cool. They had six teams competing with uh, half the uh fees going to testicular cancer. One of their players um, had battled with that in particular. So that's something very near and dear to him. Shout out to Brian. Um, Just a really cool. And to have us be a part of it, to even think of having us out there to have some fun. It was awesome. Uh, And it's a co-ed league too, which I also love. Kirsten and I might, might have to dabble. We might have to check it out, you know, maybe play a little. I, I don't want to reveal too much because I like to keep Jesse on her toes, but I may or may not have been practicing so that I can just blow everyone away with my hockey skills. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. It's going to be great. Uh, but yeah, go check them out. Goonsforgood.com. They are awesome. We are going to take a quick break. When we come back, yes, for all said, stay tuned. Joining us now, Mr. Goalie Goal himself, Jesper Wellstead. Jesper, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good. I mean, we got to start right there, right? You score a goal. I hear it's the second time in your career. The other one may or may not have happened since there's no video evidence, right? That's true. Uh, (laughs) It it didn't get on video, so it was nice getting this one to get on video at least. What was, I mean, that like for you? It's it's something that I know Alex Daylock, when he's here with the Minnesota Wild, tried often. Marc-Andre Fleury has talked about trying it. I mean, is it something that you're attempting only when you think it's feasible? Or are you kind of sometimes just like, hey, why not throw it on down there? I, I think I just have to uh, kind of think about the situation before. Uh, I felt like uh, that was a good opportunity. We were uh, leading with two goals. Um, it was on the PK, so 
uh, didn't feel like the pressure was on me. I didn't feel like I had really anything to lose there. Uh, so that was a good, good opportunity to try to try to take that chance. But definitely not. I'm gonna go try every game. Uh, it feels like it's it's something that just happens maybe uh, once or twice a year or, or something like that, and you get a good opportunity at it, and, uh, and you you don't even know if you're gonna score every time either. So uh, it was nice seeing that one go in. Well, Jesse took the question right out of my mouth. I mean, how could we get you on the podcast and not ask you about that? But something else to talk about just down in Iowa this season as a whole, what's it been like so far this year? Oh, it's been really good, actually. Uh, the guys here have been very, very kind to me and uh, and taking me in very good. Uh, everyone has been uh, very open-minded to me. And uh, for sure, coming in as a, as a European here is, is a little bit harder than maybe coming in as a uh, as a Canadian or an American, but uh, I feel like I fit in good. I'm, I'm trying just to uh, bring everything I have to the table and, uh, and let the guys know here that I'm I'm here to fight. I'm here to try to win every game and give them a good chance of winning every game. And uh, felt like they've trusted me this far and uh, felt like I've been getting into the group in a good way. That goal that you scored, part of your first victory with the Iowa Wild too. Did it feel good just to kind of get that out of the way under your belt, like you said, to help the team and then just to even give yourself that confidence that like, you know what? Yes, we're going to be fine. Yeah, for sure. You know, starting off your uh, your first three games with with overtime and, and shootout losses all and, and going 0-0-3 and was um, it's a different, different feeling. I, I don't think I've ever been in that situation before. And, uh, as of right now, I'm, I'm two, one, and three, and it could have could have been a five and one. So, uh, yeah. just trying to stay positive and just th- trying to keep working hard. I I know the wins are gonna come in my favor if I'm just putting down the work and and doing the right things out there and uh, and keep trying to push myself and uh, mm-hmm. and push the rest of the team in uh, every day in practice. Uh, and it feels like it's it's turning our direction. And you were selected 20th overall in the 2021 NHL draft. Um, when you heard your name called by the Wild, what was that moment like? And how has it been ever since being a part of the Wild's organization? Well, it was very surreal. You know, you're sitting there on, on draft day, not knowing anything, uh, anywhere where you're going. or um, You just might have a slight feeling, but it feels like every time you're thinking about it, it just goes the other way. Uh, so... Uh, very good feeling uh, getting drafted by the Wild and uh, and everything that uh, that was up to to that draft and the pick they trading up and uh, and then the uh, the annunciation from uh, Kerbin's uh, childs there and everything was uh, was very surreal. So uh, it was a very nice moment and uh, and definitely something special to me. Obviously, slightly different, but along the same narrative, you know, Marco Rossi, a first overall pick, he spent a year in Iowa and is now kind of trying to figure out his role up here in in the NHL. I mean, are you happy and grateful kind of for this time in Iowa to develop, as you'd mentioned, very different sheet of ice, different set of things that you need to be aware of, especially as a goaltender? Um, You know, just how much are you learning in Iowa? And would you prefer to be doing it here first, obviously, before you make that jump to the big leagues? Uh, I think it's always good. Uh, I see my development with with patience. Uh, I'm trying to build something here with that's going to be long term. I don't want to rush anything, and I don't want to uh, stress myself to to get somewhere where I uh, just to get there. Uh, when the day when I want to get up there, I want to be prepared and uh, feel like I can actually do impact up there, uh, and and feel like I'm not just up there for uh, for being there. I feel like I'm, I belong there the time I get up there. Uh, but 
and there's a lot of work to be get done. I don't I don't know if I'm gonna be up there next year or two years or five years from now. We, you never know. So I uh, just gonna want to take it day by day, have patience patience in it, and uh, try to build a project that's long term and not just uh, gonna work for a couple of years and then I'm out of here. So I want to build something that we can uh, we can enjoy. You guys can enjoy watching for a long time, and I'm I want to spend a lot of time up there, uh, and and that's kind of my goal. So. Uh, as I said, if that takes two years or five years, you you, you will never know. But uh, for sure, one day I want to get up there and, and try to spend a lot of time up there. And I mean, just going off of that as well, I mean, I, we all know it's still really early on in the season and it's going to be a long season in hockey. But just how have you felt so far this year about your development and how you've grown just in the few games that you've played with Iowa already? I feel like my development is is improving uh, all the time. Uh, I feel like I'm doing a lot of different. I'm trying to switch up a couple of things that that I have to kind of adapt it to the American ice sheet here, uh, and that may have de definitely taken a little bit of of a hit on my stats and results and and so on. But as I say, gotta be patient in it, uh, and I know the results will come my way if I keep working hard, keep doing the right things. Uh, and and as I said, it's a long long term project. Uh, so even though the changes may not feel great at the time, uh, I know that they're gonna be good for me in the long run. Uh, so that's that's kind of my, my way of thinking of it. And and I also have great conversations with Bakker, the goalie coach here, and uh, and he's also on the on the on the same things that just trying to build something long term. Uh, we we just want to keep working together, keep improving, and keep building. And, uh, the results may not be the most important thing this year. Uh, of course, you want to win every time and every every game you're playing, you want to win. But uh, it's about building something here, and uh, you're just gonna keep working on it and uh, and not not getting too frustrated with results if they're not going your way. Uh, you you they're gonna come once uh, once we get where we want to. You definitely have that demeanor that I love. That it is like you don't seem to let kind of the outside noise get to you. Are you aware of how ecstatic this Minnesota Wild fan base is for you? I mean, there was Kirill Kaprizov and now there's the wall that they call you. I mean, have you been hearing some of the clamoring? And we've got fan questions to get to, by the way, as well, uh, that we'll transition after this. But have you are you aware of kind of the excitement surrounding you up here in St. Paul? Yeah, I definitely am. Uh, just, just after the draft, there was a lot of excitement. I felt a little, I felt that a little bit... The last year in Sweden, I got some Instagram DMs and guys <laughs> tweeting about me and so on. And they always show up in my phone and it's hard to not see them. Uh, but definitely now when I got over here and uh, have started my my first AHL season here, I uh, there's even more. Uh, and it's fun. I really enjoy it. I read everything. I, I maybe cannot answer to everything, but I definitely read everything. And uh, it means a lot to me and, and definitely gives me an an extra push of, of just want to continue working on it and uh, continue pushing myself and uh, maybe try to one day live my dream and, and hopefully make, make other people's dream come true too. So uh, it's, I'm definitely seeing everything and, uh, and it's a lot of fun. I promise you'll only read good things written about you from me or mostly I would, I would assure you that uh, <laughs> uh, let's get to some fan questions before we let you go here. This one comes from yellow car three days on Twitter uh, he asked, what's the most surprising thing you've encountered while moving to the U.S.? And I'm assuming that could be on ice or off ice. What has surprised you most about the uh, the United States here when you got over? Uh, oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, actually. Uh, it's just a lot of different new things. Uh, yeah. I don't 
I feel like I th I thought about it more the time the first couple of weeks when I moved over. Uh, okay. Everything just felt so different uh, from what you're used to. Uh, but the more and more you get into it, uh, it, it feels like it's I'm not thinking about it anymore. Uh, yeah. First times I maybe picking up small things and say, okay, th this is not like home. This is not how it's supposed to be. But <laughs> as you're in it, you're just get used to it. And, and now I don't think about it anymore. And I can't really name anything, anything specific, but I, I, I know that I picked up things that, that I'm like, okay, this, this isn't Sweden anymore. This is now <laughs> I'm in America, but um, I'm, I, I think I've just tried to push them aside a little bit. I'm getting more and more used to it. So um, it's, it's been good this far. I like it. A fellow Sweden goaltender, uh, Philip Gustafsson, had told me that like he's very into cheese and there is a Swedish store here in say I'm super into cheese as well. So I he and I share that in <laughs> common. Uh, but he was saying how halloumi is incredibly cheap over in Sweden and it's so expensive here. Like I love love me some halloumi. We'll fry it, put it on my salad. Uh, are you a big cheese guy? Like, is that something that you notice? Like just the delicacies and like the different foods that maybe you enjoyed in Sweden. You see them here and you're like, that should not be as expensive as it is. Um, there's definitely a lot of things that's more expensive here than, than what I'm used to. Uh, I think over, I, I think overall it's a little bit more expensive over here and you, and you definitely start to think about it a little bit more, uh, just small things like tipping at restaurants. We're not used to that oh, back yeah. home. Uh, that's a big difference. And, uh, and also when you're buying things, the taxes come on after you're purchasing things that we're not used to that either. So small things like that definitely definitely is is a change for me but um, you're getting more and more used to it and now you don't even think about it anymore now it's just something you do so um it's it's good i like it but it's it's definitely a change <laughs> and before we even get into the next question another just random side note i want to point out when it was announced you were going to be the guest for this week's podcast jesse i think when that was tweeted out that had the most interactions yet so oh, far this season so, so. Crazy. Congratulations. Yeah. The people are very interested in hearing. <laughs> oh, no pressure you. though, Jesper. No pressure at all, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> just wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I enjoy that. And so, I mean, the next question that the people want to know is who's the funniest on the team and who's been the most helpful since coming to the state? So kind of a two-part question there. Yeah, you know, guys like Adam Beckman, Cremorosa, these guys are very loud in the locker room. You definitely hear them a lot. Uh, <laughs> and they're, they're also a lot of funny things they throw out out of their mouth. And you're just like, okay, wow, that was, that was great. But uh, those two guys are definitely, definitely the loudest, I would say. Uh, the one who has been very helpful to me is, is Ryan O'Rourke. Uh, he's been taking great care about uh, with me and uh, just helping me a lot. Uh, him and his Girlfriend Alicia have actually like invited me over for dinners, uh, helping me with just going to the grocery store, getting me settled in here, uh, and just helping me around. And that have been very, uh, very good for me and very helpful. And uh, I really appreciate that uh, that they're just wanting to help me in their spare time. So uh, that's has definitely been great. And of course, also Simon moving on, moving over with another Swede uh, have definitely, definitely helped a lot. Uh, just being able to to keep the language a little bit and, uh, and keep like talking Swedish a little bit. Uh, and that's, that's always fun. But uh, I would say O'Rourke and, and Alicia have definitely been to great help. And, uh, and me and Simon are doing this together. So uh, we are trying to help each other. So that's, has, that has always also been very good. Sticking with the theme of calling your teammates out. Uh, another question that comes to <laughs> us from Dickie M. 
Uh, he wants to know who on your team has the best sense of style and who on your team has the worst sense of style. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I feel like we we Europeans dress a little bit different from how the Americans dress. Uh, so I don't know if I'm going to throw anyone out there, but... Uh, <laughs> I feel like I feel like me and Simon dress is pretty good uh, from just having my European sense of style. Uh, I like it. But I don't What's know. What's your go-to? Like, what, I mean, do you have a favorite suit? Do you rotate your suits out? Like, I spoke with Marc-Andre Fleury and his superstition is if he loses a game in a suit that he wore that game, he moves it to the back of this line and he keeps like certain suits in rotation if he won because he's crazy superstitious right do you have a similar tendency like ah this suit we did really well in this is what i'm gonna wear do you have certain things like that or do you throw that out the window i make it very easy for me uh, <laughs> i actually only own one suit so uh <laughs> i i have never owned a suit before uh, uh before my or i had i had one suit when i was very young uh, but i grew out of it and then i had to get a new suit for the draft uh, and that suit has been with me and that's the only one I wear. I, I just have one suit and that one is, uh, is being very trustworthy to me. <laughs> so <laughs> I make it easy for me. I'm not, I'm not that superstitious overall, so, uh, doesn't really matter to me, but I definitely make the choice easier with just having one to choose from. Sure. A simple man. We love it. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, another little bit here. This one's from the goalie guide. He says, congratulations on scoring your goal with the Iowa wild. Um, but he, what he wants to know is had you imagined scoring and the Sally that you had, was it planned or was it more in the moment following that goal? <laughs> yeah, I definitely haven't planned on scoring. Uh, I, I, I thought that once I scored in Sweden, was going to be my only goal in my career. Uh, and, Definitely nothing you're you're planning on doing. Uh, I I think it just happens in the moment, uh, and then same with the celly. It just comes when you're out there. Uh, you kind of black out a little bit, and you just get so happy, and uh, everything just rushes through you, and uh, and then it, yeah, that came out of nowhere. Uh, <laughs> I remember after the game watching my heart rate, and I remember seeing I was in almost in max max heart rate uh even though, though i wasn't even having any shots or anything uh, just from just being so happy being so pumped up having the rush go through me and uh yeah it, it was it was a great moment but everything just happened so fast and you almost you almost forget it right after because uh, it's just something that you just black out through uh, but it was it was fun <laughs> we all love a good goalie goal it never gets old right it <laughs> never gets old uh this question coming from Derek F he wants to know who has the scariest shot in your opinion whether it's on your Iowa Wild team whether it's up in the Minnesota Wild NHL or anybody you have faced throughout your career what is one guy that like is it Ovi from his office type of shot coming like what is the one shot one guy that you're like absolutely not hate facing them I would definitely say here in Iowa I would say Mitchell Chafee uh, <laughs> he's just he just has a rocket of a shot and uh, it's it's very you kind of can't read it but it's just coming off his stick so hard uh, and so fast uh, it's so different from players to player too you have like Kirill Caprizo when I was up there during uh, during training camp who isn't the hardest shooter I would say but he's so good at just giving you misinformation uh, <laughs> so you're trying to give it get a good read of it but he just tricks you. Uh, he fakes low blocker and get it, put it high glove, and you're like, okay, uh, I wasn't ready for that at all. 
so there's different, definitely a lot of different guys, more more guys that have a lot of power and just puts them where they want to, and other guys that just fakes you out and put them in different spots. So uh, it's very different. But yeah, those two guys stands out in in their different different departures, if we say it like that. You well, kind of, and I have a tangent to that, right? <laughs> Sorry, because Kaprizov to me, that's what makes him so exciting from an offensive standpoint, right? Is he does he scores in a hundred different ways, so you can never really tell how to defend that, right? I mean, is that pretty accurate from your perspective as a goalie? Like he's could do anything with this puck. I have no idea whether he's going to cycle, whether he's going to pass Suzuki, whatnot. Um, is that what makes him such an elite talent and such a skill? I would say so. I would say he's very unpredictable for a goalie. Uh, he's very hard to read, and uh, as I said, he's giving the goalie a lot of misinformation, uh, which tricks us up with getting a good read. Uh, and I definitely saw that when I was on training camp, and he was, uh, I was feeling like he was playing with me out there. Uh, so uh, it was fun. It was. It, it's always fun being around these guys. Uh, you're learning so much, and uh, you're picking up all these small things. And uh, it's hard to get that anywhere else than than just being around these guys. So. Yeah, I would definitely say that's he's he's such an unpredictable guy, and and that's definitely in his in his favor. Well, I was gonna nicely transition into another fan question, but Jesse kind of stole my thunder there with that. <laughs> um, but so I'm gonna go. We're gonna go back to talking about food. Another fan wants to know the best food you've had since coming to North America. Oh wow! Uh, I would say there's so many different things over here. Uh, back home, there's kind of only two or three good spots that you know, uh, and you just stick with them. Uh, over here, it's so many di- different options, uh, so many different good things. Uh, I remember when we were up in Minnesota, I was having a lot of noodles and company uh, on the Uber Eats. <laughs> uh, that was our go-to, me and Simon. Uh, but <laughs> since I got down here after living in the hotel room for like 35 days, I've almost been cooking myself every day uh, just nice. doing my own things and uh, as I told the other guys here who are a little bit surprised that I'm cooking so much by myself it's, it's my fifth year living alone so uh, <laughs> I, I hope I can do something right so yeah. <laughs> uh, I enjoy cooking a little bit it's not the not the best not not the craziest but it's it's simple and it works and it's good are we talking like chicken broccoli what's the go-to meal or what's something that you find like I'm a really I'm pretty good cooking this uh, what I've started to enjoy now is just bu- buying like a pre-marinade uh, on the bottle, marinade chicken, and and throw it up on a little bit of rice and throw some wedges on the sides. Uh, that's nice. kind of my go-to right now, and it's been ver- working pretty good. Brilliant. Well, again, Jesper, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. Thank you for taking the time to answer some questions. Look forward to keeping an eye on you down in Iowa and naturally cannot wait to see you up here in St. Paul, uh, hopefully sooner rather than later. Yeah, thank you, guys. All right, guys, we're going to take another quick break. We'll be right back. Thanks to Jesper. Super excited to see him up here when the time comes again, as we've talked with Marco Rossi. There's patience in development, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, cause I want to not criticize him when he's up here in the crease. That's what I, would I like do to respect. Do. You told him you would not be hard on him. That yeah. was, I laughed yeah. out loud. Yeah. Cause we all know the reality is it's probably going to get pretty harsh. I love Marc-Andre Fleury, but you know, I'm hard on him. Yeah. It's tough love, tough love from Jesse Pierce in her writing, in her things from a girl who's never played hockey in her entire life. Seems Just vicious. Fair. Just vicious. Well, be better, be better at your job. All right. 
told when I suck at my job all the time. Uh, let's wrap things up today. This week's up for debate. Who is your number one center? There's always debate around the center. Uh, construction worker Caden here has probably some thoughts. Um, the options, Hi, I, <laughs> the options I gave Marco Rossi, Sam Steele, or Ryan Hartman, because yes, he's out. I believe he'll return soon, but I just, I don't know, mixed it up. Kirsten, what do you think? Truly, there's probably only one actual answer. Well, first, I think Jewel Erickson X should have been listed in there. Yeah, I sure. we I love me some Jewel Erickson X. So I would say him. Um, he wasn't an option. No. But but I did say at the live show, I reserved the right to withhold my thoughts on Sam Steele until I saw him on the top line with Kaprizov and Zuccarello. So I said, I don't have thoughts until I see it. We saw it and I've been impressed with what I've seen. So yes. quite honestly, I say, keep him there. I think it's been a really good fit. I've been pleased with it, but if for whatever reason, you know, you need to change it up again. I say Jewel Erickson. Okay. I don't, they did try that. Remember Jewel Erickson was tried out in that spot as well. Well, it appears that they've tried pretty much everything, literally everything. Yes. And I just don't think that they've tried it long enough. That's juggling that's, of the lines has been very, very. You frequent. want to break up Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello? Well, it's not like it's been this huge, far-fetched idea. Like Kaprizov's on like an eight-game point streak. Okay, yes, but when I made that comment, it also was when they were really struggling. Yeah. Um, but if literally it had been talked about doing that just to light a fire under them, so mm-hmm. not even saying it'd be long-term, but I would say if it comes to it, if need be break it up see what happens i don't disagree shout out to my cousin emily who i know is going to call me immediately and say i agree with kirsten and just hurt it's me, just so. nice to have somebody have my back so shout out to jesse's family yeah mm-hmm. that's why i have favorite cousins and unfavorite cousins uh i'm i'm gonna agree i i like sam Steele there i enjoy what we've seen so far Again, is he a true number one center? No, absolutely not. But there isn't a true number one center. You want Marco Rossi to be that guy, but I don't think it's it's ready yet. And I don't know if it is going to happen. I will not be surprised. Bill Guerin, I don't think, is done making moves. And I'm not saying they can go out and get a number one center to fix that problem, but he's not done making moves. It's very evident. It was very evident at the Ryan Reeves pickup. So it we'll scares me they're not done making moves because I genuinely, this team could do something at any moment and it terrifies me. Yeah. No, I have to be on the ready. I feel like a doctor, not nearly as important. Don't come for me. I realize I'm not a doctor, but I'm on call all the goddamn time. Apologies, Fred. Bleep that one out. Anyway, that's going to do it for this week's episode. We'll leave on a high note to let Kirsten go eat some food with some friends, all that good stuff. Uh, again, shout out to Goons for Good. Shout out to Talk North. Shout out to Greenbelt Next Live Show December 8th at Rax in Burnsville. So we will see you guys all there. Uh, for an epic, epic time. Um, shout out to Jim Beam. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. And Royal Credit Union. Less fiend, more free. And of course, Soda Stick. Don't forget, Bar Down Beauties at checkout gets you 15% off. Get your Christmas gifts over at SodaStick.com. Constantly releasing some great teas. Minnesota fandom. That's going to do it. Go wild, guys.